What's going on, everybody? This is the feed to Embiid. I am your host, Austin Krell. So tonight, the Sixers eke out a W by the very skin of their teeth. I mean, could not have been any closer than what it was. Uh, they went at 116 to 115. Uh, I'm going to try something a little different tonight in my breakdown rather than give you guys every st- stat, which doesn't really matter to anybody. I'm going to sort of go through the the various significant plays that each player made. Um, so, brief synopsis. The game started out heavily in the favor of the Orlando Magic. They jumped out to a very quick 26-10 to 10 lead over the Sixers in the first quarter. Again, first quarter slash first half defense uh, was very subpar for the Sixers, especially when you consider them to be a team that is contending. The Magic got out to a towards spot a start. They 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 were hitting. They were making everything they took. A lot of uncontested threes. A lot of time when the Sixers would sort of bait them into taking those shots to sort of test them, and they would hit, and then they sort of straightened it out. After, towards the end of the first quarter and into the second quarter. Um, then that 16-point lead was very quickly erased, courtesy of a barrage of three-pointers from J.J. Redick. He hit, I believe, uh, four in the first half. Um, third, His third one was to close out the... Or no, his second... His third one was to close out the... Uh, first quarter, that cut the cut the deficit to two, and it felt like the Sixers were even though they were trailing, they were still just about ready to take over. Um, Redick hit a three in the first possession of the second quarter to put the Sixers in the lead, and then they really didn't look back for most of the game. They went up by as many as thirteen. Um, early in the game, in the first quarter, Ben Simmons left with a. With, with with what they describe as back tightness, which to me I think means that he had a, a slightly you know, he had a he had a touch he had a touch of a backache. They said, you know what, it's game three of eighty two. We want to keep you as fresh as we can for the remainder of the season. This team is not a contending team. So we're gonna to try to pull out a W on our home court without you and we're gonna let you take the night take the night off and you'll be fine Tuesday. I really don't think there's anything to look into. On this, I think that I'm just I'm just applying logic and common sense. He didn't look injured at all. In fact, I was I checked I checked Twitter during a timeout and they said he was out and I was shocked. Um, so I think it was just a little cautionary, just you know, let him get a little bit of rest. It'll go away in no time and he'll be fine. I wouldn't expect him to miss any time at all. Um, so there's that. And then you really felt the loss of Ben Simmons throughout the course of this game. Last year, the, the, the Ben Simmons missed uh, a game in wit, uh, entirely against the Magic. TJ McConnell filled in for him. The Magic were also a significantly different team then, and they lost uh, by about 25, I think, close to, you know, like in the upper 20 points. Redick, it seems to be a, a trend of him torching his old team, the Magic. He had eight threes in that game, and he had eight threes tonight. Um... So then in the second half, the Magic sort of figured things out. They responded to the Sixers' runs. Um, they 
came all the way back. They got uh, they, they were I, they were down one late in the fourth quarter. Terrence Ross uh, on a, on a on a tipped pass uh, was forced to shoot a shot just inside of half court. He nailed it at the shot clock buzzer, put the magic up too, and you really felt that this game was might be might be lost to the Sixers. It was a deflating shot uh, for him for them to make, um, but not quite. Uh, Sharich made two free throws to tie the game. Magic scored a layup with, I believe, Evan Fournier, who had 31 points and was just torching the Sixers from the three-point line tonight. Embiid came back, was fouled, made one of two. Uh, Sixers then... um, The Sixers then got a stop, called a timeout. Then there was a little... Uh, action for JJ Redick, where it was a screen from it was a, it was a dribble handoff from, from Embiid, who sort of he sort of turned the handoff into a, into a screen. Um, Redick sort of faked one direction, came back the other. Embiid handed it off to him. Redick popped the three with about seventeen seconds left. He nailed it. The crowd goes ballistic. I, my dad and I were in attendance, um, and it was it was a very it was a tremendous shot by Redick. That was his eighth three of the night. Um, fitting that it turned out to be the game winner as the Magic had added really two more possessions. Um, Aaron Gordon was fouled on a shot. He went to the line, made one of two off the the rebound. It was a jump ball because no one could secure the rebound for either team. The Magic got it, called a timeout. Then with 4.6 seconds left in the game, the inbound, I thought the mistake with the inbound was that uh, Terrence Ross was forced to catch the ball with his back to the cup. And I don't care how old you are, when you have, it, it, it's, it's, it's instinct that you, the worst thing you can do is not get a shot off when, you, when, it's a one, when, it's, when, it, when the game can be won on, on, on a field goal. Um, the worst thing you can do is not get a shot off in time. So... My belief is that by catching it with his back to the basket, he couldn't see the clock. And when you're in the moment, you're thinking, I got to get the shot off. I got to get a shot off. And so you sort of try to turn around and you don't really realize that you so you have so much time left because in your head, the clock is moving way faster than it is in reality. And so Ross sort of found an opening, shot a difficult deep three-pointer off balance because he thought that there was no time left, even though there was time left. It, w- it was an air ball far off to the right. Embiid caught the rebound, threw it away into the into the backcourt, and that was the game. Sixers won um, by a point. So let's take you through the contributions of each player. So first up, Dario Saric. 38 minutes for him. He He wasn't quite where you wanted him to be. He still missed a handful of his of his shot attempts. Um, he did seem to have to, to find his three point stroke, which which is flat. The first two ga- the first two games of the season, he shot three of eight from three tonight. Um, he also had nine rebounds, five assists to go along with his thirteen points, and he just it looked like Dario was sort of on his way to being back to what he was last year. And if they can get him to where he was last year, as just a potent pick and pop three point. Um, three-point uh, shooting power forward, which is really what everyone is in the league now. 
that'll be a huge asset for them. Robert Covington had a really tough start to the game, could not find the basket at all. Um, I think he had zero points. Maybe he had maybe had one point going into halftime. He hit three threes in the second half, one in the third quarter, and then two late in the fourth to sort of put the lead up to eight and then eleven. Of course, the Magic cut that lead down to down to three down to uh, they erased the lead to, all the way. Um, but he had a couple of deflections. He played his stellar defense as per usual. He made some shots, and he 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 re- his defense is probably one of the biggest factors that won them the game that nobody really talks about. Embiid was just tremendous yet again. He had uh, thirty two points in thirty four minutes, took twenty six shots, um, ten rebounds. He continues to be. Deadly at the free throw line, although he only got to the line four times. In fact, the Sixers as a team got to the line only ten times compared to the Magic's twenty-two times. That's not a that's not a ridiculously large disparity, but it is a disparity that it makes you question the officiating of this ball of this basketball game. Um, Embiid hit three threes in the in the second quarter to really build that momentum up and to really sort of assert that this was the Sixers game to, to, that they were going to win. All, even though the mat, even though the future be you know when when things after things unfolded the game was in question in the fourth quarter, but he provided a spark with his shooting. He looked dominant tonight. I thought that something I was very impressed with is that he only had two turnovers. In fact, uh, no, actually Joel Embiid had zero turnovers, which is an enormous development for him. Um, as a team, they only had ten. That probably is what won them this game. They only had ten turnovers. Then. Um, one thing that really impressed me about Embiid tonight was that he showed what he didn't have. La- he showed something that he didn't have last year, which was that ability to sort of catch the double team, or not catch the double team, but he would receive the double team, and he would sort of sense it coming. He would sort of take a step back and create some space for himself, and then what he would do is he would evaluate his options, and then he'd make a decision. Do I pass it to a shooter? Do I, do I fire across the court? Because Embiid was looking across court the entire night. He was finding shooters a lot. Perhaps he could have done a little better job of it, but he was still not getting killed on turnovers with a double team. And so what happened was he was able to, he was able to, to make a decision. Do I, do I take this one myself and body the, body the big man to the basket? Or do I find a shooter? And I think that once he has that on a consistent basis, he will become such a more dynamic weapon on offense. Um, but 32 points, 10, rebound, 10 rebounds. He was clearly the most dominant player on the floor tonight. And he won them this game uh, hands down. Ben Simmons left early in the first half. As I said, four points, four assists. Um, nothing really to say. He might. He, you could argue that had he, had he stayed in the game longer... He only played eight minutes, had two fouls in those eight minutes. And uh, had he stayed in the game longer, or or had he not gotten hurt, he might have been plagued by foul trouble all night long because two fouls early in the first quarter. Who knows what what kind of freak foul would have been called at some other point in the first half. Maybe he would have not had an impact that much on the game anyway. But not having Ben Simmons for the majority of this game Against the against an improved Orlando Magic team, really 
showed how valuable Ben Simmons is because this is the team that they should have absolutely blown out. They were 13-point favorites on the night. Um, Simmons leaves, and they only win the game by a point. They could have won by a lot more than that, but it is what it is, and the fact is that they didn't, and it just proves that Ben Simmons, jump shot or not, is incredibly valuable for this team. Markel Fultz, 23 minutes, 4 of 11 from the field for 8 points, along with 7 assists, no 3-pointers attempted. Uh, he did have 5 fouls, a couple of fouls on 3-point shots. So not, th- those are things that I look at as rookie mistakes because rookies typically close out with reckless abandon. They don't, uh, they sort of play with their hands because they don't want to get beat. And they, they're just very young and ripe. And against the, against the fast-paced NBA offense, um, they're going to commit fouls. So the three-point fouls are, uh, the fouls and three-point shots are obviously very not, you know, not ideal at all. But I think with time, those will go away and he'll learn from those mistakes. I even thought that he was learning on the fly tonight because there was one foul that he committed that was a bad foul under the basket. And then he went over and talked to Brett Brown. Next play, similar play around the basket, kept his hands up, um, no foul called. So I thought he actually made slight improvements throughout the course of this game. I think it became ever more apparent that the biggest problem with, with Fultz is that it's not it's not that – and I don't really know exactly what it is internally with him, but I think a lot of it is that we're sort of creating a problem that might not actually exist in that – we want him to be this shooter and the shooting guard because we know what we saw at Washington. The 40% from three-point range does not lie, and neither does the 23 points that he scored per game at Washington. But he was also a point guard at Washington. And so having to play off ball for a guy who's played on ball his entire life on top of being young and being tasked with being the face of a franchise, that is a lot to handle at once. And... I think a lot of this issue is that it might have broken him having to having to deal with all that stuff at, at the same time last year, and you know I, I get that I get that that's fair. Maybe that's why you know that's sort of the, the the backbone of how he forgot to shoot or whatever it might be. Um, but he looked a lot more aggressive early in this game. He took a lo- he took a, I think four or five shots. Um, by the midway point of the first quarter. Um, he missed all five, but he got a dunk early on. He eventually hit a jump shot, and it became very apparent that he was much, much more comfortable scoring the ball as a point guard. So that's something to look out for. I, they, they either he's going to have to learn how to play the, the, the shooting guard position throughout the course of the season, and he'll just get better at it with time, or they'll have to figure out how they're going to fit him and Simmons together. And even if and and if Sim, you know if Simmons will be willing to take on a role that's not the point guard, because Ben Simmons has the body to play the the small forward, the power forward position, but he has the skill of a point guard, and he shouldn't have to defer. He was the number one overall pick as well. He's been out there. He's led this team to a playoff run. He shouldn't have to give up his his preferred spot. Um, but at the same time, I think it's worth an experiment just to see how they can fit together. Um, I don't, I don't know what that will be, but if I had to pick one, if I had to be the judge of this, I would say that Simmons, you have to keep his spot as the point guard and Fultz needs to learn how to play the shooting guard spot. But it was very, very apparent to me that Markel Fultz 
was a lot more comfortable and a lot better off playing um, the point guard position. Amir Johnson continued to be an igniter off the bench at the center spot for the Sixers. Eight points on 4-4 shooting in 14 minutes. Six rebounds. Um, A couple of very nice defensive plays by him. He was he was able to he was able to serve as an answer and a counter to Nikola uh, uh, Nikola Vucevic's triple double effort tonight. So I thought that he did a great job of subbing in for Embiid and being reliable off the bench. If he can, if he and I thought that he got better defensively on a game to game basis. You look at what he did against Chicago and Boston looked terrible defensively. Tonight he looked pretty good defensively. So if he can continue to be that spark. At the center spot off the bench, um, that'll be that'll pay dividends for this team. Landry Shamit, twenty one minutes, nothing. He missed all all four of his shots, three of which were threes. Couple rebounds, couple assists, um, but nothing really to talk about there. T.J. McConnell, twenty five minutes. He played a lot of minutes because Ben Simmons got hurt early on. Um, he was four of seven from the field for eight points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal. Continued to be the, that that that. Savvy, uh, vet. Just the the all out hustle plays are in his DNA. Um, they don't win this game without T.J. McConnell, but then again, they only won by a point, so that you could argue that they don't win this game without any of the guys who scored really or contributed in some way. Um, for Con Corkmaz got twenty. I uh, got got seven. Sorry, seven minutes in the first half, did nothing. Um, J.J. Redick was the big story tonight. Thirty two minutes for him. 31 points, tie the Sixers high for him. Four assists, four rebounds, 10 of 20 from the field, 8 of 13 from three, point range. And that was that was what got the Sixers back in the game, and that's what ultimately won them this game, was his was his shooting and red and um and Embiid's defensive um just no Embiid's defensive uh presence and scoring ability. One thing I do want to talk about um, as we get closer to the end of, of this show tonight, you, you should notice that the Sixers now 2-1, and 2-0 uh, at home, 0-1 on the road. Um, their first game against Boston, they lost by 18. They shot 5 of 26 from the three-point line in that game, and they shot 14 of 24 from the free-throw line. You look at, and they lost by 18 against the Celtics. You look at what they did against um, the Celtics. Or no, you, look, you, look at, you look at what they did against the, the Bulls and the Magic. The Bulls being the home opener, Magic being the night. Um, against, the, against the Bulls, they shot 12 of 36 from three for 33%. And then tonight they shot seventeen of thirty four from three. In both wins, they made at least ten threes. In the loss, they shot five twenty six from three, and they shot fourteen twenty four from the free th- from the free throw line. Against the Bulls, they shot twenty seven of thirty from the free throw line. Tonight, they shot, I believe they shot nine of ten from the line. Let me take a look really quickly. They shot. 
they have, I think they only shot ten. Yeah, so they shot nine out of ten from the free throw line. So on any night, so I think that w- the conclusion is that when when they make at least ten threes, and if they're making greater than I guess seventy five percent of their free throws on any given night, which is seventy five percent is about average, I'd say for the league. Um, if they can do that on a game to game basis, which I don't expect them to be able to, but you know, in an ideal situation, they would. If they can make ten threes a night, and they can make at least you know three quarters of their free throws on a game to game basis, which again, I think that the latter is probably much more unlikely than the former is. They can play with anybody in this in this league. They can they can, they could beat they. they I don't know that they could beat the Celtics in a seven-game series, but they could certainly play with them. Um, so that's just something to look for. That's a, that's a trend. It's an interesting trend to follow. Um, so with that being said, the Sixers win a thriller tonight against Orlando, 116-115. to 115 in, um, in Philadelphia. For their second win of the season, and they will they will play the Detroit Pistons on Tuesday, twenty third of October, seven o'clock in Detroit. Then on Wednesday they will play the Milwaukee Bucks, nine thirty p.m. It's an interesting start time. Um, in Milwaukee, games on ESPN. That's going to be a very tough game, I think. Milwaukee looks very dangerous this year. Um, but we'll see you after the 7 o'clock game against the Detroit on Tuesday. The line is not out yet on that game. Um, I, I will ta- I will give the line after the game is over in the, in the, in the post-game coverage. Uh, even though that won't be of any value to you by then, but I'll still give it. So, one last, a couple of words from our sponsors before we sign off for the night. So, do you like shotgunning beer? Do you want to increase your shotgunning time at parties? Go check out our boys at the King Cobra. The King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes the perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. There's also a bottle opener, tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. Check them out on Instagram at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra with a K. For a 10% discount on all Cobra products, enter the code TRUSTACOBRA10, all caps, all one word. Pick up yours today. This presentation and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws, reproduction, and distribution of the presentation without written permission of the sponsor is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid 2018. Once again, the Sixers win a nail-biter against the Orlando Magic, 116-115. to 115. They will play next against the Detroit Pistons in Detroit, 7 o'clock tip-off on Tuesday, the 23rd of October. And I will see you guys here at 9.30 for post-game coverage. Have a great night, everybody, and thank you for tuning in.